I'm speaking on what I call advancing by sacrifice. The first Sunday on the seventh, we're advancing by this year. You can only advance if you are willing to pay the price. That's sacrifice. Someone say advancing by sacrifice. To advance, according to the Oxford Dictionary, is to move forward in a purposeful way. Number two, to advance means to make or cost to make progress hallelujah i believe sincerely that this year if we go forward we have to move in a very intentional purposeful way it will advance in our relationships it will advance in our finances it will advance in our career we would have to do that in a very purposeful intentional way it's so important that we understand that god wants us to advance someone say god wants me to advance galatians chapter 2 verse number 2 paul speaking to the galatian church said and i went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which i preach among the gentiles but privately to them which were of reputation lest by any means i should run or had run in vain you see in the scripture paul speaking and paul is saying i went up by revelation in other words i experienced advancement by revelation if we would grow in life if we would have impact in life it will come by revelation revelation is revealed knowledge in 2024 my prayer is that you will advance you will go up by revelation someone say i will advance by revelation it means that the quality of your life and the advancement of your destiny it will come by revelation so what you know determines your advancement even in corporate circles your qualification determines your pay grade and sometimes you can enter into an organization and somebody has been there we call them the meba meba hatchet people they've been there they've never grown in terms of what they do and because they lack revelation they don't go up somebody who go to school who will advance who do their masters who do maybe a second master and they'll come and they'll promote them and they'll say we've, we've, we've labored with the company here they keep bringing people and putting them above us it's because you did not go up by revelation See, even in marriage, the revelation that you used to call a lady and, and got married to her, if you don't grow in that revelation, that marriage will remain where it is. And after a while, the lady and the guy will start having problems because you have not grown by revelation. As a woman, are you growing by revelation? Are you growing by are you discovering that you are changing and, and your circle of friends are changing? And so you must you must now begin to posture yourself in a way that, that you can interact with the new level and the new opportunities God has brought into your life. You must go up by revelation. Am I communicating? You are married to your husband, he just got promoted. Have you promoted yourself? Or you still have the village mentality, and a lot of us we don't grow. Your husband is growing you are not growing your wife is advancing in in her career path you are not growing so you, you begin to become a crab 
Then you want to pull her down. Why are you going for this meeting? Is it not because of the boys? Yes. There was a woman who used to work in a company. One of the government agencies. Top management. The husband was a fool. The guy would not improve himself and develop his capacity and grow. And so whilst the woman was being promoted in the office, when he comes home, he's slapping her. Wow, wow, wow. I called you your phone. He didn't say, I'm in meetings. No, 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 no. You were sleeping with a man. He said, Do I sleep with a man around 7:30 or 8:30 in, in the afternoon? In the 8:30 is what morning. When I'm in the office at 10 o'clock. So that marriage did not work. Because the man was too stupid. The woman was going up. He could not see that there's a growth that God has brought into my family, and the channel is my wife, so I must also grow up by revelation. Are you people sure you came for church today? Because this year we will all go up by revelation. Hmm. Because sometimes laziness causes us not to grow. We know what to do, but laziness causes us to stay where we are and we complain that we've been left where we are because we are unwilling to pay the price for advancement. But this year, no matter your age, you will go up by revelation. Ah, you didn't come to church. I said you go up by revelation. You just have children. It's a revelation. It's an upgrade. It's an advancement in your life. I have has it dawned on you that you now have a child and so and so you need to read books on parenting. You need to know how to manage your home with a new child in. Or that child that must be a blessing is now a curse between you and your husband that you are fighting. You have brought a house up into your house. You must know that the number of people in your house has increased. And therefore, the way you conduct yourself when there was nobody has changed. Now, you are fighting the house help because you yourself, you are not growing. I pray that this year, everybody here, you will grow. Because when you are a boss, you don't come low to your, 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 how do you call it? Your subordinate and, and begin to fight this. Then you don't know who you are. What you don't supervise, it doesn't get done well. And so, you brought in a house up. Now you've entered into a place of leadership and management of the person's skill set. Rome was not built in the day. If the person knew what you knew and would do things exactly the way you do, you do that person would never be a house up in your house. It's okay. Let me just let me just stay. Daniel, stay in the word. Stay in the word. Should I stay here? And, and so you never ever stop supervising. This year, have you had your vision with your family? Have you sat with your wife and told your wife your vision for her, your vision for their children, your vision for your family? Mm. You need to have a vision for your life. You need to set goals. You see, the 10 things I say you should pray is your goals for the year. Every year, I set a goal for this church. I set a goal for my life. I set a goal for certain specific people in my life. But for your own life, you must tell God what you want. That's why we fast. Fasting separates you from your normal day of life. And then you spend time to focus on the rest of the year. So separate yourself. It's not go on hunger strike. Separate yourself. What can I do this year? What was my attitude last year, God? That did not help me. That I must change. What must I do? Separate yourself. This year, your business. Have you sat down to think, how do I grow this business? 
in the time. So in your fasting and prayer moment, those are the moments that you spend studying to know what can I do to grow my life, to grow, to improve the quality of my own life. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 to 16 says, And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it shall come to pass when ye be multiplied and increased in the land. Let's, let's stay there. So, how do I experience advancement in every area of my life? Multiplication and increase. He says it comes when the pastor feeds you with knowledge and understanding. We need to understand what to do to access certain blessings. What to do to access certain favors. What to do to experience certain levels of peace that God brings your way. You see, so, so, so God sends you pastors who feed you with knowledge and understanding so as to guarantee your advancement. Because he has said as a result of the knowledge and the understanding that you you'll be fed with, you will experience increase and multiplication. You see, you need to understand that in the kingdom of God, it's not so much as what you know. It is what you do with what you know that produces the results. I know God answers prayer. God, you are praying emotional, soulish prayers. God will not answer. Kill my enemy. Do you know you are actually somebody else's enemy? That position you have in the office, somebody wants it. So you are an enemy to the person's promotion. The person is praying for promotion. You are the boss there. So who is the enemy that must be removed? Every enemy to my promotion. You know, we've never thought about it. Huh? See, in the area in which you are, somebody has seen your husband. He saw your husband, how fine your husband is. And he has an, a boy in his head. And he has his goatee. And he's a handsome guy. And he's there. And whilst he's going and coming, somebody looks at him and says, Ah, I wish I God, any enemy to my, my, my happiness, die by fire. Will God answer that prayer? If he answers, who is the enemy? Now you. Are you? God only answers scriptural promises. When you pray prayers based on the word of God, it's what commits God to honoring it. We live in a kingdom that is built on the foundation of God's word. And so in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 to 6, the Bible says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee, and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flock of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall be, blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. But he begins by saying, you have to hearken diligently. So you you have to be diligent. This year, when you come to church, be on the lookout for a word. A word from God that you will say that this is my word. I'm running with this word. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. There are many of us, when we come to church, 
the moment we start preaching you start sleeping god wants us to live by faith and not by sight and there is a price every one of us must pay if we want to experience advancement advancement is for purposeful movement to advance means to move from point a to point b but you and i know that to move from point a to point b you need transportation transportation is to move from one port to the other to advance means to move from one place to the other and to move there's a fare you pay so there's a price to pay for your movement in life number one price to pay this year and i'll go deeper into it is the price of diligence someone say diligence the bible says see as thou a man diligent in his business he shall not stand before mere men he shall stand before kings are you diligent with your work when something is committed into your hands are you diligent with it are you diligent in the raising up of your children are you diligent with the management of your health when was the last time you exercised you've been feeling pains in your knees you've been having shortness of breath when was the last time you began to exercise because you want to be healthy when god does a miracle for you and you continue doing the things that you did that produce that same problem the problem will come back again although god created a miracle for you that's why some of you you can't keep a man you pray and when the man comes your attitude is not good this year be diligent to know number one is what diligence so say diligence yeah paul said to timothy be diligent to know the state of your flock lately they've been putting all sort of junk to cartoons on tv now be diligent to know the state of your church this year be diligent with what god has committed into your hands see what it means is you have to be intentional about what you do with what has been committed into your hands yeah number two be disciplined this year discipline yourself to shut up it is not everything we talk about some things you ignore this year be sir discipline means that focus on your task you have received delivery of it focus on what your task until you have received what delivery of it see one day many many years ago i went to sit before a very successful young guy so i asked him a question sir is there something that rich people know that poor people we don't know teach me sir he said what do you mean i said i don't know but every decision they make it works he says sir then he said to me man of god there is no right or wrong decision in this life the difference between poor people and rich people is that when a rich man makes a decision he is disciplined to see that decision that is made through until it has produced the results that it wants so when i want something to be done when i make a decision that this is what i want ah if i don't have to sleep at night i will not sleep the time you are eating i'm working on my task why i must receive results so they'll pay the price for it so that i can produce the results that they want but you you do small you mm -hmm, i'm tired mm, me, it's frustrating me and why, why why is there demon demons are fighting me 
Every you are us for only you. It's only you, your house, that they are demons. Only you. In Christ, he says there's a protection. But the protection of God does not exonerate you from the disciplines of life. The protection of God does not exonerate you from the disciplines of life. There are some things discipline will deliver. No matter the number of hours you pray. If you will not wash your children's cups and bowls and sanitize it, your children will keep getting sick. If you don't check the food your children eat to find out whether your children's body reacts to that food, you'll be fasting and praying over things that disciplined effort must produce results. So that means that whether I experience advancement or not, I am responsible. Whether I experience what? Advancement or not, I am responsible. If you you will hearken diligently to know the voice of the Lord thy God and to do all that I command you. So whether I experience advancement or stagnation, I am responsible. Whether my marriage is working or not, I am responsible. As a pastor, I've heard stories of married women who run to me that have had extramarital affairs and they are crying. So I told myself, if I am not careful to take care of my wife, somebody will be eating into my account. Yeah. So no matter how spiritual I am, when it comes to the time I need to spend with my wife, I, I do. Why? The Bible says, and let the husband render their due benevolence unto their wife. It's in the Bible. Read your Bible. So you have become very spiritual. Mm. Your wife wants your anointing. You say, mm. Leave me alone. I want to fast. The Bible says, even in fasting, you need to negotiate with your wife that these few days give me a chance so that I seek the face of God. And if she doesn't give you a chance, go to God and say, God, I can't fast from these things because my wife says no. You say, Man of God, is in the Bible? Yes, the Bible says the marriage bed is undefiled. So you can do other things when you are married and so fast because your wife did not give you permission. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth in 2024. Be disciplined enough that the word of God does not depart from your mouth. It does not. He said... But thou shalt meditate during day and night. So day in, day out. Every day, every night. Let the word be in your mouth. Keep speaking the word over the situation. In other words, in 2023, dare to trust. Number one, be diligent. Number two, be disciplined. Number three, dare to trust God. This year, you must dare to trust God. Madam, brother, sister, dare to trust God. That that school that you are going, you must dare to trust God that you, you have first class. You must dare. I will excel because I, I need a scholarship. I must go and do my master's. I must go and do my PhD. I must go and do dare to trust. In, in that business, this year, trust God for giant steps. Trust God to do big things for God. Big things for the kingdom. Trust God. Dare to trust God. He says that this book of the law, you shall meditate on. So when you are going and you are facing opposition, you are telling yourself, God said, behold, I am with you always. God is saying this. God is saying, keep speaking the word. Keep doing what? Hallelujah. Keep doing what? Speaking the word. 
speak the word speak the word dare to speak the word dare to trust God there are many of us we are too fearful yes Rododo this book of the Lord shall not depart out of the mind but thou shalt meditate during day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous who makes your way prosperous you but how do you do that you dare to trust him that's why you need to engage in the spirit of faith daring means faith in god dare to engage you see there are different kinds of faith we have the word rooted faith someone say word rooted faith give me ephesians chapter 5 verse 23 to 30 for the husband is the head of the wife even as christ is the head of the church and he's a savior of the body therefore as the church is subject unto christ so let the wife be to their own husband in everything next verse husbands love your wives even as christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church look at me so what he's saying is if your wife has a mental problem emotional problem psychological problem spiritual problem he says as a husband love your wife jesus christ understand that the first part is she needs mental deliverance the way you talk to her the way you love her the way you treat her the way you add value to her life when i was praying that was one of the things that the lord was telling me the way you add value to the lady's life would bring her out jesus came to add value to us and now we have become sons and daughters of god are you adding value to that life that is word rooted faith your faith is in the fact that as i do my part god will do his part i took one of the word rooted faith he says he says if you are faithful to another man's god will give you your own put that scripture there if you are faithful to another man's god will give you your own so when i was working with somebody i work as if i was working for god i work because i wanted god's approval i was diligent with my work why because i come into a scripture a word rooted faith scripture that if you are faithful to another man's god will give you your own whatever is committed into your hands be faithful to deliver correct results that's how we are, we advance in this kingdom you a seamstress be faithful to advance my prayer is that this year you advance by faith because you are faithful even to another man's amen hallelujah number two we we have what obedience driven faith Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 is obedience driven faith. that is a faith that is premised elsewhere I am driven by my obedience to God God says I should do this so that is what I will do I will argue with him for instance there are many of us we don't pay our tithe the scripture says bring ye all your tithe into my storehouse and prove me here with and see if I will not open unto you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there will not be enough room he said this is Old Testament so I won't do it. I need you to understand that tithing began before there was an Old Testament and a New Testament. And this year I will take my time to teach it. Are you looking at me? I, I, is somebody listening to me? Is somebody listening to me? It's so important that we know these things. 
because there are many of us that is our problem praise the lord you see in the new testament please give me second corinthians chapter 9 verse 13 second corinthians chapter 9 verse number 13 start from verse 12 and then we'll come to 10 for the administration of this service not only supplies the want of the saints but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto god next verse whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify god for your professed subjection unto the gospel of christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men next verse and by their prayer for you which long after you for the exceeding grace of god in you so paul is speaking let's let's go back a bit so that the people will understand second corinthians chapter 9 let's start from verse number 10 let's start from verse 10 and let's come to this now he that ministers seed to the sower both ministers bread for your food and multiply your seed sown is that in your bible is that in your bible so when you are a christian and you don't believe in sowing and reaping you don't believe in tithing the bible is telling us in the new testament that god is the one who ministers seed first to the sower he says the one that ministers seed to the sower both ministers bread for your food so not everything that god brings into your hands is for you to eat bread for your food and multiply your seed the only thing god brings multiplication to is not your food it is your seed which seed the seed that you sow so when you refuse to sow good seeds you will not reap some of us we have never complimented anybody we are never until it's about us you know even sometimes in church there are people in church that the only time they are happy is when the thing has to do with them the only time they will serve in a church is when they have been given opportunity to lead so when you don't let them lead they won't work they will never work they are not committed until they are in charge they will never sing well in the choir until they are the one leading when they are not leading they won't do anything you don't understand the god who means he multiplies the seed what seed have you sown for 2024 what seed what seed did you sow last year that you must reap a harvest this year what seed of honor have you sown what seed of honor sir before i got married do you know what i was doing when i hear that somebody's getting married i ask you what haven't you done what can i contribute i will give you money i'll buy your cake i'll buy i will i didn't have money but i was always sowing seeds into people's life you see there's so much you can do as a person but what seed have you sown into somebody else's life there's a question i'm asking you you want to see advancement what seed are you sowing somebody comes to complain about somebody to you what seed are you sowing are you reconciling the relationship or you are not you want to scatter you there as for you minister of scatterism you see in hebrews chapter 7 verse 2 to say says for this Melchizedek king of Salem priest of the most high God who met Abraham as he was returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all 
First being by interpretation king of righteousness. And after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the son of God, abided a priest continually. Next verse. Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. And verily they that are of the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. Look at it. So he's telling you that Abraham was not under the law. But this guy, he's been asked according to the law to take the tithe from his brethren. So when you give the tithe, it's not just you. There are children in your womb. Was Levi Abraham's child? No. Was he Isaac's child? No. Levi was a child of Jacob. Look at me, everybody. He was a child of who? Jacob's grandfather is Abraham. He was not even Isaac. It was not even Jacob himself four generations was the one so when abraham was giving the tithe the one tenth to melchizedek the priest of the lord it was something that would have effect four generations under you think everything is just today what you will eat sir when you are dead and gone what will happen to your generation that's what we are talking about what impact would their life, their ministry, their, their calling, their assignment have on earth? Your tithe you are paying this week or this month, it could be a tithe that would affect four generations ahead. You are making a decision today. He gave an offering. That offering was a one-time offering, but the offering had generational consequence. And you say you won't give. Could it be that the tithe you are paying this month is for next year's dough? Look at it. Numbers chapter 18 verse 26. God says, Moreover, you shall speak to the Levites and say to them, When you take from the sons of Israel the tithe which I have given you from them for your inheritance, then you shall present an offering from it to the Lord, a tithe of the tithe. So even the pastor, even the Levite is supposed to pay a tithe. In Nehemiah chapter 10 verse 38. Give me Nehemiah chapter 10 verse 38. The Bible says, and the priest, the son of Aaron, shall be with the Levites. When the Levites take tithe, and the Levites shall bring up the tithe of the tithe unto the house of our God, to the chambers, into the treasure house. He did not say, take your tithe and give to the poor. You are too wise. And this year, next week, maybe when I come to advancing by sacrifice part two, when I talk about the difference between tithe, first fruit, or offering. That's when I will break it down and show you that there are differences. There's arms giving, there's tithe, there's first fruit. <laughs> and then there's seed of faith. There's a seed, there's a, a, a sacrifice you give based on what you're trusting God for. Not because God has asked for something, but you give it based on scripture. If whatever I tell you, there's no scriptural basis, don't listen to me. I'm a false prophet. If I tell you something and it's based on scripture, go home and read the scripture yourself so that you won't say, Pastor, I skewed the scripture. Is it a good thing? So, it was after many, many generations, many generations after Abraham, that God now comes to Malachi because the people were complaining. 
God, we've been faithful. You have not helped us. God, we have done this. You have not done this. God, we have done this. Then God now says, hmm, let's go back and let's start talking. Let's look at the situation properly. Let's put it in proper perspective. It's not, it's not, it's not emotions. Let's put emotions aside and let's look at it. So God now comes in and says, hmm, will a man rob God? Now, before he says, will a man rob God? Let's start from Malachi chapter 3, verse number 1. Look at something. Someone say faith. Someone say faith. Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. So he said, God says, I'm sending somebody who prepared the way. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant. Underline the word covenant. A covenant is an agreement between two parties. With both having responsibilities, rights, and privileges. That's what a covenant is. So God is saying, I will send my messenger of the covenant. There's somebody who understands what has transpired between me and you. We have come into an agreement. There's that which I must do. There's that which you must do. Now I'm sending you the messenger. You must prepare the way before I come and visit you. Now what will the messenger do? <laughs> whom ye, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, said the Lord of hosts. Next verse. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. I'm coming. Wherever there's impurities. Do you understand me? We'll remove it from there. Next verse. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi. Ah, we start with the pastors. And he shall prepare him. And pay them as gold and silver. That they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. He said, even the priest must be righteous. Sir, if I am doing girls and I come here, you won't get results. I'm telling you. Let me, let me, let, no, let me stay. Sir, as for prophecy, you can go and sleep with a woman and do it. You will flow. But when it comes to power, miracles, healing, holiness without which you cannot see God. I want my scripture. Huh? And no, no, when leave you holy ever. So people are traveling in this year. Last year, 18 people left this year. They travel. Ha! People are breaking through in this church. Rough, rough, rough. You think it can't be called Pastor Dan? Some girl is using feathers to go through my ear. And mm, I'm feeling it. Or showing it though. It's fasting, it's prayer, it's holiness. So that God, and God says, the first person I will do that to is who? The priest. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord. As in the days of old, as in former years. Next verse. And I will come near to you to judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the sorceress. And against the adulteress. And against false swearers. And against those that oppress the hiling in his wages. Have you seen your name there? Hiring in his wages means when you hire somebody and you don't pay them. Those of you who you don't pay people, you are not advancing because you you don't pay. We work for you, you don't pay us. Next verse. Somebody's name has come into my head. The widow and the fatherless. Quite me sign. 
and that turn aside the stranger from his right fear not me are you seeing are you seeing it he's telling you that these things are fundamental to your life these things are important the things that you are doing do because you fear god you have brought a stranger to your house how are you treating the stranger is in the bible it's not my writing verse 6 for i am the lord i change not therefore ye sons of jacob are not concerned he's saying that listen you cannot be touched because you are my child even from the days of your fathers ye have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them he says that things i've told you to do your fathers have stopped they've not done it so there have not been any distinction in their life what word does he say again? He says, Say the Lord. He said, Return unto me, and I will return unto you. Say the Lord. But he said, Wherein shall we return? So, so the people were asking God, How can we get you back? How can we do miracles? How can we see progress? How can we see advancement? Why are these things not happening? Now God is now speaking and say, Let me show you what to do. Will a man rob God? Yet you have said, Yet you have robbed me. But he said, wherein have we robbed thee? What does he say? You know what we say? They say one pair. They say, eh, the tithe is Old Testament. He said tithe and offerings. Why are you giving the offering? If, because he didn't say one thing. He's Old Testament. Why are you giving the offering? You know some pastors are saying, eh, just give an offering. I stopped listening to Pastor Creflo Dollar because many years ago he said God has called him with an assignment to teach us about tithe. Now, after many years, he said, God has changed his mind. I said, I won't listen to a man who has been preaching one thing for years and has bought aeroplanes from it. And the members have prospered. This church had a lot of millionaires in his church. All of a sudden, he said, God has not, we won't pay tight again. It's under grace. So we should give offering. When he was saying, did he just say tight or he had an offering to it? Some pastors are confused. They don't read the Bible themselves. They listen to somebody. Is that, is that in your Bible? Am I the one who wrote it? Put the scripture there now. Talk to me. Is it in? And so somebody saying, Pastor, how do I rob God in offering? How much do you give to your children to go to school? How much do you bring to God? The whole week, you come to church and you give God 10 CDs. Sister, only God gave you when you were coming this is what you took home 10 do you give 10 to your children your girlfriend how much did you give her this week that when you were coming to God you are robbing God of his honor you are bringing him 10 5 sometimes say please change my money for me we we'll give two offerings in the church then we'll give when somebody is doing party how much money do you contribute but when they come to God, want to give God two CDs. Say, Pastor Dan Christ cannot bear them. Mm, we are finished 31st. We don't need money again. I don't need your money. Home. But you need God to accept your offering. Now let's continue. Scripture. I've, I've, I've gone. So, I've, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now, this is where they have a problem. How can God curse you? Do you know the meaning of the word curse? The word curse is to be empowered to fail under every favorable condition. Write it down. Oh, oh, over to be empowered to fail under every favorable condition. So the condition was favorable for you to succeed. But because 
you listen to men and you made the arm of flesh your strength they will they, they will not be able to supply what you need because it is god who opens your door not men the peace you are enjoying in that marriage it was god who gave you a good man it's not because your husband is good or he can be bad all by himself but god has found a way to put some parameters around him to protect you you think it is your debility it is not even this whole nation next verse next verse bring you all the tight into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house did he say give the money to helpers and people on the street talk to me somebody where did he say we should bring it and prove me now here wait say the only time god said we should prove him is when he says when you bring me the tithe and the offering honor me why offering offering is that god says that apart from give me 10 percent of what you are blessed you with he says you yourself take something from your own free will and offer it unto me offer it where unto me but it has to it has to be honor he said, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Next verse. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. There are many of us, whenever we are trusting God for a fruit, because we are not faithful to God, we lose it. We lose it. We lose it. That's you casting your vine before his time. We lose it. Look at it. Sayeth the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed. For you shall be a delight some land, saith the Lord of hosts. It's not just the case. He says, There's so many things I'll be doing for you as you trust me. That is daring faith. There what faith because you know the money is not enough god is saying give me 10 apart from giving me the 10 now of the 90 that is still not enough take some and honor me with it are you getting me take some honor me with the 90 is not enough oh. god says that i want you to create space so that now when i decide to fill it people will see you and they wonder and the truth is you created space for me to fail. There are many of us when it comes to giving to God. Charlie, hey, all this money is calculated. God says, of that, honor me. Of that, do what? Honor me. Have I preached to somebody today? So if you will be diligent, if you will be disciplined, if you will, if you would dare to trust God you will experience or advancement in levels that will change your life forever Amen. it's time to dare go this year set big goals and pursue them this year be this there are some people you must cut off you must take your phone and some people delete them from your phone Rudy see there are too many people they are occupied we must delete them from our life already in exodus chapter 12 verse 2 to 3 this month shall be unto you the beginning of months it shall be the first month of the year to you speak ye unto the children of unto the congregation of israel saying in the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers a lamb for an house i like you to pray god is saying when you come to me it's not just about me 
It's about everything connected to your life. I'd like you to pray. God, I bring my entire family to you. Lord, we will advance together. I bring my dreams and aspirations. Lord, give me discipline. God, give me discipline. God, give me discipline. God, help me to dare to trust you. God, me to be diligent with my work. This year, I will be diligent. This year, I'll be disciplined. This year, I will trust you absolutely with everything in me. Wherever you are, open up your mouth and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Say, Lord Jesus, this is my year of transformation. This is my year where I advance on every side. Show me areas of my life where I need improvement. Show me areas of my life where I need transformation. Show me areas of my life where put in the effort. Because this is the year of my transformation. This year. Areas where I must apply myself to discipline and eat well and exercise and cut off some friends. Give me the strength to be able to make such major decisions. This year is that year where I see significant progress. This is that year. This is that year. Open up your mouth and pray. This is that year. This is that year. Lord Jesus, this is that year. This is that year. Ah, this is the year where there shall be evident progress and divine vindication. This is the year that I step into significant destiny. This is the year of unusual breakthrough. This is the year where I experience supernatural speed. This is the year where my steps are ordered and have perfected testimonies. This is the year where I enter into new seasons and new levels. This is the year where I thrive in motion, in action, and in function. This is a year. This is a year where I overcome obstacles, resistance, and limitations. This is a year whereby discipline, whereby diligence, whereby daring faith, daring faith, I manifest favor for opportunities and needed personalities. This is the year whereby daring faith, I increase on every side. Increase capacity. This is the year where my heavens are open and I enjoy heaven on earth experiences. This is the year where you amplify grace for me for supernatural advancement. I will advance. 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 I will advance, will advance on every side relationally, financially, spiritually I will advance in terms of increased capacity in terms of impact in terms of growth in terms of change of levels I will advance on every side in Jesus name Heavenly Father we thank you we give you praise you are here, you are listening to me you do not have a relationship with Jesus Wherever you are, like you to raise that hand up. You used to be on fire for God, but now your love for God is experiencing diminished marginal return. You've done things that you're not happy about. Wherever you are, just stand to your feet. I say, Heavenly Father, as I stand before you, I stand, oh God, that you will step into my life. If your hand is raised, stand to your feet, please. Stand to your feet. Raise that hand up. 
and say after me say Lord Jesus come into my life forgive me of all my sins this day I make a new decision to be a full follower of Christ forgive me of all my sins and come into my heart be my Lord and personal Savior guide me this new year help me to be your child in Jesus name Amen and Amen.